Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is episode 1001, by the way. I've got these balloons behind me if you're on the stream. I thought about getting a one and then getting all the numbers and just keep on just putting on a new balloon number after every single episode. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. With me today, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what is up? Well, new millennium, apparently. So I'm glad to be on episode 1001. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Uh, I just continue to be overwhelmed by the response to our 1000th episode. I keep getting emails and DMs and uh, tweets. You shouldn't be. Uh, it, dude, it is, it is overwhelming to me. And it's, I feel so blessed and just honored to be able to do this. And for it to mean something to so many people, I mean, it's just, it has blown me away and it's been so great uh, to do. I'm glad that we did it the way we did it because I, it, I don't know, it was really great. It was really life-giving to me. Uh, and then uh, there's people that, there's tons of people I miss shouting out, but the one that I didn't shout out that I felt the most bad about all weekend and this is how my brain works. It's like we do this really fun episode and then I just think about the things I didn't do on it all weekend. Uh, I didn't shout out John Hamm on the on that pod and I have it's my biggest regret because John Hamm was on our Wednesday show. It was Hot Ham Wednesday every week. Uh, he provided a lot of content for us uh, you know through the years and then when the dream team started, you know, I, kind of took him took him out of the rotation just so that we could have you know exclusivity with ham on in like podcast form over there so uh but yeah big shouts to john ham he's been a good friend to me he's been a great podcast uh host for after dark if you listen to that he and mckelly do a really good job it's flabbergasted that you guys recorded 27 minutes for uh this last episode i looked at I, like there's been very few things that have like just knocked me out whenever i look at like the podcast feed but that was one of them i was like 27 minutes i listened to all 27 minutes it was great uh blew me away you did that that long of a show uh but yeah shouts to john ham and for you know his contributions to down to dunk and then like his contributions to making the thunder fan base just a smarter fan base so big shouts <laughs> Yeah, John is great. <clears throat> and if you allow, Andrew, I want to say uh, a few words because, I mean, on, on Friday I was in a no, mi no good microphone, no nothing. It was kind of hearing and not hearing. Um, when you say, well, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it, it's great. And, but, but you need to understand how important this podcast is to people. Um, it was to me because thanks to you and to the exposure and to, uh, I, got access to things that I couldn't believe. Uh, like I, I, I could work on, a, on, a, on an article with Fred Katz, mainly because we did this podcast together. And so it's, um, it's good. And it's, it's really family. Uh, when, I, when you hear, well, even, even, even if I'm part of the group, uh, 
every Friday I listen to the, I wait for the podcast to drop. And on every Wednesday, I wait for the podcast to drop. And because it's, it's part of your life and it's part of your routine and it gives you comfort when you have a bad day at work. I mean, you, you can laugh when, when Taylor goes crazy. Uh, I mean, the trivia, I mean, I know that Jay said that it was, I mean, kind of hard to do all this recording, <laughs> but for us, for us listener, that was, I mean, it was in the middle of the pandemic yeah. and the only thing that you could do was take a walk and listen to a podcast because there was nothing else literally to yeah. do. So it's, it's unbelievable. You deserve a lot, a lot of the credit because I mean, it's, it's you and it's us that help you out. And at least this is my view. And so you deserve everything. Uh, and, and yeah, that's it. Well, thank you. It's been, it's been quite a ride and, uh, can't wait to do episode 2000 someday. Can't wait to do episode 5,000 when I'm an old man. That'll be fun times. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's go to Tankathon because the Thunder right now sit at 21 and 46. No, no, 21 and 48. Oh, I had a really old Tankathon page up on my screen for some reason. Uh, 21 and 48. They've lost seven in a row, one in nine in last, and that stupid Boston game, Michele, that has screwed everything up. Because had they won that game, they'd be tied for second right now with Detroit. Yeah. Maybe it, yeah. it is without a doubt the worst win in Thunder franchise history. Right? <laughs> I don't think that's hyperbole. Well, I, don't I don't think that's hyperbole at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, it's a stupid victory for sure. Um, it's all Boston fault, though. I it mean, is. That team is stupid. That team sucks. I hate that team. That is, that is such... Uh, that team should be much, much better. And they just cannot get wins. Maybe this is their punishment. I mean, they are just not consistent. Yeah. They are... They should be very, very good. Even if... Kemba doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have three very, very good players. I don't have any idea why they decided to give away ties. I mean, I have absolutely Luxury no tax. idea. Luxury tax. Yeah, but yes, yes, of course, of course, yes. But don't get Fournier. I mean, why are you doing it's it's all know, it's man. it's all to me. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you have something, you have something real. I mean, you cannot waste a year. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the tale of OKC should be a tale that everyone reads and react. I mean, there is no such thing as certainty in terms of health. Like next year, Tatum and Brown could be down sure. because of injuries. I mean, I, I really hope not because they are so much fun. And the East with two uh, stars is better than, than without. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you, 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 you really waste a year almost in their prime? That is, to me, I mean... They know that you wasted a year. Mm -hmm. They really know. And if that lingers, I mean, you're not sure of what happens in two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tatum can ask out just because he didn't maximize his time with Jalen Brown. I mean, that those things happen for real. So I'm not saying that Boston is on a, I mean, on a downward path because when you have that talent, you are always in a good spot. But wasting a year is not the wise choice, especially because, I mean, yes, he signed Fournier. So what? Yeah. What options do you have now? I mean, he's expiring, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. So yeah. his salary doesn't count anything. You have that TPE. That is your only way. And there's not a lot of like it. There's not as much of it left. 
Yeah, yeah, because they use mm -hmm. it for him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so the only option is to maybe trade Kemba. Uh, but what is the value of Kemba? Is it the first? I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't pay. No, no, no. no. I don't know anybody that would. I don't think you, you should not yeah. do that. <laughs> stay yeah, stay I mean, away from that, uh, everybody. If Danny calls, hang up. Hang up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are teams where it makes sense, but sure. I mean, why paying? What is the leverage that they have? I mean, I'm not saying they are screwed because, again, Tatum is top 10, top 15, top 20 player in the league, depending on yeah, he uh, where he lands. He's really but, good. So he, he's really, really good. He's one of, he's probably not all NBA, but borderline. So he's there. Mm -hmm. But then, like, I don't know. That, uh, but anyway, back to OKC. It was a very stupid win. It was such a bad win. <laughs> so Tuesday, yeah. May 11th, that's, this is the day. If you're looking for a day to figure out how a lot of this stuff is going to shake out, that's the day. One, OKC plays for the third time in what feels like minutes. They have to play Sacramento again. <laughs> it's just... You just look at it and you're like, that it has to be a misprint. Nope. They do. They play them again yeah. in Sacramento Tuesday night. I forgot this morning. Dude, completely. I know. Like, middle said, well, I don't want to, to see uh, Metu play again. And John said, well, tomorrow, Mickey. Said, yeah. Right. Metu's okay. Metu's all right. <laughs> yeah. He's had a, yeah. He's had a pretty yeah. good season for them. Uh, in the last yeah. two weeks, I've watched way more of him than I would have ever wanted to. Uh, nice touch. And then, yeah, yeah, he does have nice touch. Uh, and so that day, it's OKC Sacramento. And if it's anything like it was yesterday, I mean, the Thunder lost by 28 to Sacramento. That's, that's pretty bad. Uh, so they played them again. And then uh, Detroit, Minnesota is that night. So huge implications here. Minnesota has been much, much better. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10 They've, they've been a lot better, and it's pretty wild to me. They Either outcome is not bad for OKC. I would guess Minnesota will win that. Minnesota is kind of on a roll here. So I would guess Minnesota wins that game if anybody, if either of those teams are mm -hmm. going to win. One will win, certainly. Uh, I would guess Minnesota, and then that would separate them out of this 21-47 and 47 group. Uh, and. Yeah the potential like four-way ties <laughs> that could happen between these teams. So we've had people ask like, what's the procedures for if people, if teams tie? Well, one, they split the odds and then they do a coin flip is how, is how they would do it. If, if need be. Um, yeah. So if you're picked in the top five, you know, you, you split those odds, you, get selected in the top five, you're good to go. If you fall out of that, then you would do coin flip for who picks first. So that's how it works. It's not it's not anything like it is for the playoff tiebreakers. So that's that. Big, big week for the Thunder. They need to lose out. And then they, yeah. then they still end up <laughs> under <laughs> the Vegas over-under, which is so wild. I mean, McKelly, the Thunder have have won two games since March twenty fourth. They've won two games. Well, that that checks with the eye two. test. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it it's there. I mean, you can see it. And this is, I mean, they just don't 
don't have a functional offense and they rarely have a good defense so that is a good recipe for a disaster mm-hmm. back to the um, i blacked out for a second by the way so i didn't hear the, the full sentence but I, I really think that minnesota winning it's probably better for okc okay. to some degree because if i mean in some sense if you want the, the highest uh, I mean, if if Detroit win and you lose out, then it's great because at at worst you are in a four team tie and and everyone is at twenty one and probably Minnesota will have uh, they can have another win. Mm-hmm. But if they if they don't and you somehow win one, like the fact that you have Minnesota there and not behind you, it's great. Yeah, because you get a little bit of extra. So. I don't really know. Uh, probably having Minnesota away from the tie, maybe the Magic. I don't think they can win one, but they they play Philadelphia twice, right? And Philly will likely have nothing to play for, so the Magic can win one as well. Cleveland, it's in the same boat. I mean, Brooklyn doesn't really have anything to play for, mm-hmm. probably. Um, and 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 okay, see, instead, I mean, Sacramento still have hopes. Um, Utah, I mean, if they win against OKC, they probably seal the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Clippers, I mean, the Clippers are weird because they are, they are one up to Denver and Denver plays Minnesota. They play also, um, another of these bad teams. Well, they already played, uh, probably, I don't know. Well, there is a, at least another one that is a gimme. Well, the, Detroit and Minnesota, they play both Detroit and Minnesota. So they have a very easy schedule. So it's unlikely that they are they they lose um, ground to the Clippers, mm-hmm. and so I really think that all the games for OKC will be meaningful, and it's likely that they lose out. Yeah. So we'll see, or at least that they. It's not likely that they lose out. It's likely that they will find an interested opponent, which is very good. They're gonna win. That's all I have to say. They're gonna win in Sacramento. Yeah, I predicted you. it last week. I'm predicting it again today. They're gonna win Tuesday. Just get ready for it, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is uh, we're we're getting down to the wire here, and I'm glad that this is where the Thunder are. It, it felt like, I mean, before they went on that run where they only won two games in the span of a month and a half, they had won six of ten. Yeah, that's where they were, and it was like, okay, are you guys pumped for the tenth pick in the draft? You guys pumped for that? I'm not pumped for that. Apparently the Thunder weren't pumped for that either. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's SGA. I mean, a majority of it's SGA. But, you know, I think some there's some wacky rotations out there. They're trying guys out. Kenrich Williams isn't playing. You know, Jalen Horde is actually... And I kind of like Jalen Horde. Is that, am I wrong? Yeah. No, 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 no. Defensively, he's quite good. Yeah. And he plays within himself. And he's like a good he, good he, size. I, I like, he's he could be a little versatile on the defensive end. I don't think he's, he's like poor man's Mo Harkless. <laughs> like, I don't know what he is. You know, like he's, he's just got, he's just decent size. Like good, like he's the size of every NBA player you want, right? Like six foot eight. Yeah. Long arms, can run cool you know yeah exactly a nice player to keep around i mean if you if you say well next year i will likely give you again a two-way or even a minimum contract yeah Yeah, give him the two-way yeah give him the two-way why not 
cares? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can, I mean, say you have uh, a mild injury to someone and he has to play a week or two. I don't think he's a deterrent. He's not great defensively, not even good, mm-hmm. but he can play so defensively. So that that is always a plus. And I don't dismiss the fact that with Hami, with the second unit, that unit was productive, weirdly yeah. productive. Yep. Um, without, not, not so much. Yep. All right. You ever do the draft simulator, the lottery simulator? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm doing that. So when you do it, the last few when you weeks. do it, do you play the do you play the game in your head? Okay, now this one is the official one, and you close your eyes and you hit the button, and you open your eyes. To see what it no, is. I just I just stare. No, I just stare at good combination like for like five seconds and say, I really hope that that is the case. Okay, I don't I don't do this often because uh, it's very unproductive. It's, it's unproductive. But um, it is interesting. So let's send the lottery yeah, go ahead. live on YouTube. If you're on the stream, great. You get to see it. If you're not, subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can come see it. I I guess number six, four, can see next one. Yeah, here we go. Five. Uh, so, okay, C's at five. Houston stays at one. Yeah, this is this is a hard look at reality. And then OKC but, gets 19. But if that happens... If that happens, that is still good. Still good. Not great. Then this is good. why you want three. People are like, oh, I don't know why you want to. Like, this is why you want three. They fell two spots, and you're still like, you can still, you can still breathe a little bit. They fall to six. Like, immediately, there's no air. All the air's out of the room. Like, Simon yep. again, they jump up to number two, and they get number five. Wow. See, like, that's like, oh, Lord, help me. Heart attack. There's heart attacks, yeah. and then there's no air in the room, and then there's like the middle, and then yeah, this that is good this as well. This is good too. Four and five. Do we, well. Stop one second, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there. This is where Cleveland calls you and says, "Oh, we don't like Mobley, yeah, but we really, really, really do like." Jalen Green and Jalen Sucks. Yeah. Either works for us. So if you promise us to get Mobley, mm-hmm. we'll give you the pick. What do you do? So it would be like four that, four and a future first for two? No, 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 no. Four and a uh, four and five. Oh. For Mobley. Screw off, bro. Get out of here. No. No. That is no way, that, dude. That is me too. No that way. That is bro. me too. No, I I like Mobley a lot. If I can have Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green and Kaminga, sorry, get out of here, dude. What if, what if somehow, what if somehow, Cleveland is really high on either Jalen Suggs or uh, or Green, but don't they they don't like Cade for some reason, and Cade is there. Yeah. Would you do four and five for Cade? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Would you not? You say interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, interesting. You should. Interesting that you agree. Yeah, yeah. This is an this is a really interesting outcome because I don't. I think Orlando just takes him. I think oh, Kate yeah, is gone. Yeah, me too. And then Cleveland is is a weird one. I think they just take Mobley. I think Detroit just takes yeah whoever they like. Who would you take if you're at three for Detroit if Mobley's gone? Mm, you I take Jalen. Have enough information. I I really need to look into Jalen Green. Yeah. Um, I hope they take. I mean, I, I, e- either one. You get Suggs or Green. At four, I, I'm just elated either way, to be honest. 
Would you trade down with five if you don't like Kuminga enough? Maybe. Who would you take? I don't know. Yeah, you know more than me. I, I need to do my deep dive. I'm, I'm I honestly I'm I don't know. There's there's some there, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Scotty Barnes is just a really interesting fit with this particular team and like mm-hmm. the new age thunder. Yeah, like from he's at six he's six foot nine. Yeah, there's almost mm-hmm. six assists for thirty six minutes. Like that's that's more that's more than every other guy in the top five. Yeah, I wonder if you if you do something where you trade down and you get two players, like you, you get number six for Golden State in that simulation, yeah. and and then another one for Golden State, something like that, um, where you get two players, and and I don't know, I don't know, I really need to. To look forward uh, to, to look into into the players because four and five it seems stupid to to not take someone there just just yeah take I think you and, should I think you should just take Kaminga but it just depends on your evaluations I mean I don't I can yeah. give my evaluations and they mean diddly squat but like the Thunder whatever their evaluations are I have no clue and if they trade down it's because like they know one they can pick up an additional asset two. Like they know something we don't know, and they know lots of things yeah. we don't know. <laughs> that's just like that's the yeah. fact of the matter is they know a ton of stuff we don't know, except for when it comes to again, Ferguson and Anunoby. Like we know lots of things that they that they don't know. It's yeah, it's still bad, really bad. It's bad, man. It's bad. OG could be on this team. All right, let's sim let's sim the lottery one more time, and then we'll uh, go over to the stream. Oh, nice! Gosh. It's a good roll. That is the. It's a good roll. They that end is up the with combination two, two and that, five. Oh Lord, help me! Th- that one is. Uh, I don't know if Tankaton is fixed or something, but this is the combination that by far I get. I I I I need to run the odds and see if two and five is among the the ones that give you two picks mm-hmm. inside um inside the top five. If that is the likeliest, mm-hmm. I really wonder. I don't know. I don't know either. I got to stop. I'm addicted now. Great. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler Carroll's here. Uh, he's asked if he can, if I can, I send you my tankathon file. Yeah, man. Uh, DTD podcast at gmail.com. Send it over. Be great. Yeah, Tyler, you did the. I'm. I'm just yeah. talking to him right now. Yeah. Um, you did all the math. Uh, I'm. I'm sure those are correct. Uh, is there is there any combination that is uh, more likely than than not? It's it sounds not right from a mathematical standpoint, but maybe um, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. So if you can answer, uh, we will probably read the answer. <laughs> yeah, we'll read it. We're gonna go through the stream right now. Uh, Jeremy Wiggins on on the stream. We have Miroslav. We have Hoopsock sixty nine. Who's here? Doof two four two one four. We have Miroslav, who is in Germany. We have Acharya in India. We have Nate Thomas saying happy Monday, everybody. Uh, Nathan Creamer says such a special podcast last Friday. I smiled through the whole thing. Thank you so much. Uh, Bain in London. We have Lawrence Field in Boston. We have Wojciech in Poland. Uh, we have Yoni in Israel. 
We have Isaiah in the Philippines. We have Falk in Denmark. Uh, Dina Lawson in Tulsa. Uh, let's see. Nathan Stinson in Poto, Oklahoma. We have Tutatu in the Dominican Republic. Very cool. Uh, Luke Babbitt says, Late congrats on the 1,000 episodes. Love listening to you guys every week. Thank you so much. Uh, Hoops Talk 69 still on here talking, talking. Tyler Carroll, what's up, Tyler? Tyler's doing lots of work for the Thunder community out there. Very good stuff. John Downs from Tacoma. Uh, Crimson King says, Thanks for the stream. You're welcome. Jake Hendricks in Kansas City. Uh, let's see, Andrew in Nashville. In perfect space and or yeah, in perfect space. Who is John Dowling? He's in OKC. Uh, thanks so much for for joining. Tyler Carroll says two picks in the top five. It's about five to six percent in it for each combo. Yeah, I was thinking in the wrong from the wrong perspective. Of course, if you get two in the top five, it means that one is five, and the others are just equally. Thank you, Tyler. Um, that is obviously obviously the right mm -hmm. uh, the right one. Uh, so it's um, it's good. Hoopsock sixty nine, big Scotty Barnes hater. Wow, Let's see how much you hate him when he's on the Thunder next year. Hoops talk. Let's see how things are going on the moon then, bro. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. Afterwards, we will talk about Thunder stats. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. And we're back from that quick break. McKelly. We're going to talk some Thunder stats courtesy of cleaningtheglass.com. Uh, awesome site. Great site. It's like the stats site, I would say, if you want to find some interesting stats. Yeah. So one interesting stat that they put out there is and one percentage, uh, which is really fun. So it's what percentage of the time uh, of shooting fouls drawn did the player also make the shot? So... These these guys have to be low. These top guys have to be low percentage, but um, and didn't get fouled a whole lot. But uh, you want to guess the top three? Uh, one of them's not on the team. Two of them are technically on the team. <laughs> so we are just discussing OKC, right? Just OKC, yeah. Yeah. So the first one is Hamidou Diallo. It's not Hamidou Diallo. Oh. Oh, Hamidou Diallo finishes twenty five percent of he has twenty five percent and one percentage, uh, which is fifty ninth percentile. Okay, still like pretty good, mm. like good, not great. It's Al Horford is number one, sixty yeah, but, sixty but, but, percent. 
<laughs> it's really? got to be low. Like it's got to be. I, I don't know how many times Al Horford got fouled, but it's got to be so low. Um, and then Mike Muscala and then George Hill are the tops. But can you guess the player? That, no, that, no, but wait, wait a second. Wait. Then I got the 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 the, the stat wrong. Mm. So you ask me what? What what are the 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 guys that um, complete the more and and once or the percentage? A percentage. It's the percentage of times that they... Here, let me read the exact one. What percentage of shooting fouls drawn did the player also make the shot? Is and one percentage. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. That 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 first guess was completely stupid. It 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 is for players that don't get free throws, but the ones that they get are because of they they are n ones or yeah. It, so the, does it count the amount the of times amount that of they? Throws? It's the amount of times they finish the and. Oh, one. I see. Okay, okay. Then Horford makes sense. Okay, so who is okay. so who would be the top guy that's played? you know, a, a big chunk of minutes for this team. Well, Shea finishes pretty well, I would say. So Shea is down the list. He is 24.1%, which is in the 59th percentile. Okay, so not good. Um, Dort doesn't finish at all. So Dort is 22% say... and one percentage. Mm -hmm. He's 40th percentile, not so yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, that is not good. Uh, Kenny doesn't get fouled. Uh, Svi doesn't get fouled. Uh, Basley, like recently, I'm sure that Basley, if, if you restrict to the last 10, 15 games, mm -hmm. Basley should be a good percentage because he finishes a lot. So I would say Basley is, should be okay. 21.2%, worse than Dort. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, then I got nothing else. Moses Brown is the best on the team. But how many? How 20, many? Twenty-eight percent. How many in once in total? See, that's the one thing that they're not giving me on here. A lot of times you can go hmm. over the highlighter and it'll tell you how many, but it's not telling me how many. But Moses Brown is number one, twenty-eight point six percent, and one percentage. Mm -hmm. um, it's when you're fouled on a shot. Uh, Tail Maladon, yeah. number two, twenty-five point five percent. Then Hami at twenty-five point four. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really interesting. And then you go all the way down, like Poku is 12%. Uh, well, yeah. Um, Tony Bradley, 11%. But, I mean, Shea's number is is interesting because he gets fouled a lot. It's so it lot. means that, yep. yeah. So it basically says that every game he has at least an N1 or more. Mm -hmm. One and a half. Because, I mean, if he... If he finishes 25%, he gets fouled a lot on drives. And so that is actually a good number. I wonder how that compares league-wide. Like, say that you get a James Harden, or can you get to start quickly to start on James Harden? Mm -hmm. The same one, just to, just to have a frame of reference. Like, he, he's way better than Shea, or it's just like that the better numbers are low number of attempts. Kevin, Kevin, months. he's about the same as Kevin. Twenty-five percent for Kevin, twenty-two percent for Kyrie Irving. James Harden mm -hmm. is low, sixteen percent of the time he's finishing. Wow. And last season, can, can can you check quickly, uh, like uh, his last season in Houston? Yes, give me just a second, and I can. This is great podcasting, by the way. Me hijacking completely. <laughs> just trying to figure. Out. <laughs> um, Sorry, no, but okay. now it's now funny. it's interesting. Uh, last season, James Harden twenty two point five percent worse than Shea. 
Russ is yeah, twenty four point seven, which is about what Shay is. Yeah, so that that is a very good number. So if if you take that into account, that he he gets fouled a lot, and still is able to finish twenty five percent, that is a very good number. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, it really yeah, it is interesting. Okay, this one blew my mind a little bit, and it's not it's not surprising, but when you just see the stark contrast in the number, it is a little surprising. So, um, so this is assisted rate how often was a player assisted on all of their made shots so just guess the percentage for shea oh that that i know by heart uh i think it's between 10 and 15 percent yes 13 percent now guess the number two and the number it's probably around 30 percent and it's likely uh another uh i would say i would say it's basely and it's around 30%. 30%. It's 47%. Mm. And it's Hamadou Diallo when he was on the team. Oh, yeah. Hami. Yes. 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 We go from sense. 13 yeah. to 47. So this is something that we need to start considering. Yeah. Hopefully, they're able to get one of these top guys, Suggs, Green, whoever, that can go get a shot of their own. And if you think Shea is good now, if you think he's a good player now, let's try putting a player that has gravity around him, that people care if they have the basketball. Because you look up and down this list, nobody cares if they had the basketball. Nobody cares. It was all about Shea. And he was efficient. He was productive. And he had... Basically, nobody helping him out. Yes, and, and that also explains a bit the, the the skewed number that Shea had in terms of plus minus. I mean, to me, it was yes, a little bit of uh, flow. Like when Shea doesn't play, then there is more flow, and you can argue that flow helps rhythm and helps shooting, blah blah blah. But you could see that when Shea was having a great night, and also the team was shooting well. I mean, that team was unstoppable. That team was just winning because Shea is that good. And if you have to pay attention to anyone, then, I mean, he's great. The, the fact that he has this low amount of assist shot and the fact that he drives more than probably anyone in the league and he's one of the most efficient on drives, that is insane to me. I mean, that speaks of... Number one guy, um, and when I mean, when you think about maximizing him, it's it's not different from what Harden had in Houston. Now you you may want to have a more functional team around him because he's not Harden, and probably you can still construct something. But he has that kind of gravity. He can do everything. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the only thing that he really needs to learn it is to move without the ball because I think it's crucial. Um, Especially when he has another player to play off of. Exactly, exactly. And this is what, I mean, this is why I love Poku so much with Shea. I mean, let alone if they draft Cade or or if you have another super duper scorer in Jalen Green. Uh, That is why Golden State was working. It's because you have a crazy genius basketball mind in Draymond that you can hate. Yes, hate him, but he's uh, one of the the best thinker 
of the game that there is in the league no together doubt. with Jokic and, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have a pure shooter slash scorer in Clay Thompson. You cannot leave Steph. Steph, because he's great. Uh, if you do it, uh, then he, you're dead. If you play the pick and roll, uh, too hard, then Draymond will find another guy mm-hmm. because you need to send a double team. Mm-hmm. And all that with having a guy that is glued to, to Clay Thompson because, I mean, if you move from him, then it's a three pointer. This is a recipe that OKC can replicate if Poku becomes at least a, an okay three point shooter. Yeah. Because the vision is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he throws passes that are insanely good mm-hmm. in terms of timing, in terms of accuracy. So that's the blueprint to me. And you're right. Get get the, like get Jalen Green, get Suggs, get whoever can draw attention, and Shea will be much more efficient. So sorry, for, it was long, but no, uh, was, I mean it's this is and we forget about Shea a little bit because we haven't seen him play in forever. But I just want to highlight some Shea stuff today because it is we forget like this guy is on the star trajectory. That's where that's what he's on. So let's just for this next one, I want to just go to the raw stats first. And I just want to talk about his three point improvement over the course of his three years in the NBA. First year with the Clippers, he kind of came in as a guy that we didn't really know what kind of shooter he would be. And he was 36% on 1.7 attempts. Like low, but pretty good percentage and trying to figure out if that's real or not. The next season... Yeah, that, that, that yeah. is exactly what we said at the beginning of uh, when, when the trade happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, but we don't know if it's real or not. 139 <laughs> attempts. You're like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, at least small. he's probably an average NBA shooter. And that's cool. Great. Next season comes back, takes 251 threes. And he's 34.7%. Still like, okay, well, more volume, good. The percentage dipped a little bit because of the volume. That was to be expected. Cool, whatever. This season, he's only he's only taken 173s, and that's just because of games played. Now, he's played, he only played 35 games this year compared to 70 mm-hmm. from last year. 41.8% on six attempts per game is a yeah. wild number. And so the stat that I wanted to go to uh, is assisted rate on made threes. How often was a player assisted on their made shots from three? What is Shea's number? Um, let's see if the total is 15%. And I guess his three-point rate is around... Uh, so six shot, which is 30% of his amount, 30, even a little bit more. And I would say that he doesn't get too many assists from two pointers. So I would say that he's in 10%. Uh, then it's probably around 24%. So it's 30%. Okay. A little bit higher. Then it's even less than what I thought from two. So he basically that, doesn't get assists. So from that two. means. 70% of the threes that he makes are off the dribble. Yeah. That is freaking crazy. Like, that's insanity. Yeah. He, that That is down. He shot, so 46% of his shots, three-point shots last season, were off the dribble. This season, it's 70%. And his his accuracy is better. He became a better player 
Not only is he leading the league in drives, not only is he finishing, not only is his assist rate better, he's taking 70% of his threes off the dribble and he's making a higher percentage of them. So his assisted three percentage is 30%. Guess the next lowest and who it is. Hmm. So the next lowest. There's actually three guys tied. One of them's not on the team anymore, so I'll mark him off. But there's two guys that are tied that are still on the team. Well, Ludor takes unassisted threes. He does. It's not as many as you would think. Okay. Um, I'll say I'll tell you his percentage. Basically, his assisted percentage on threes is eighty nine percent for Dort. Oh. That I didn't expect. I thought that the last... But, but it's probably because he doesn't really play every game. And it's just once yeah. in a while. He plays so one, one thing one that one. Dort does that I would almost call... Like it is assisted, but it's almost not. Is that he is becoming really good at relocating around the court. And finding yeah. those pockets where he gets himself yeah. open off of the yeah. relocation. And then it's like a no-brainer. Just shuffle it to him and he hits a three. Like that. That is the work of Lou Dort. <laughs> You know, like, don't, like, that's not Teo. That's not Kenrich. That's not whoever it was that passed it to him. That was him creating the three. And so I've seen that more often from him lately. And so this doesn't take that into account, which I would probably. No, no, but it, but it's, it's right. I it's mean, still assisted, but you know what I mean? Like he created the opportunity. Yeah. So it's probably right, right around or a little below 50%, or a little bit about 50%, the second one. And it's probably one of the. Much higher than that. Done. Oh really? Much. That then it, it is again Teo Maledon, but it's uh, it is Teo. Teo is one of the guys there. But it's like 70? 79% McKelly. Whoa! So we talked about the difference from 13 to 55. Or no, it's 13 yeah, to 47. Right. That's huge, right? And that's on all shots. Yeah. Like that's wild. Yeah, you're right. But from 30 to 80? Yeah. Like he's the only guy creating threes. He was yeah. the only guy doing it. Because then that like is Ty impressive. Jerome is 79. Uh, Baisley's 86. Sfi 88. Dort 89. Roby 90. See? Yeah. Poku 94. And then you go to like Gabriel Dex only taking assisted threes. Yeah. Josh Hall. Mike, Mike Muscala was 97. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Mike is always uh, spot up. Yeah. Kenrich, 93. Yeah, I mean, that, dude, you want to just talk about stats that just outline a superstar. Yeah. Like, this is them. Self creation. Like, yeah. this is it. If you want to know if, if SGA is going to be a, a star... Like this is what you'd look for. Can he? What can he generate on his own? The the what it is is it's everything. <laughs> like it's it's everything. It's around the rim. It's mid range. It's assisted. Th- it's threes because he's only assisted thirty percent of the time. He's creating those three point shot opportunities and he's making the most of it. I mean, this is if he can even if he just stayed this guy right, and he just had mm-hmm. players around him that we're better that makes you better that makes you a better player right oh yeah like he would just get better through that 
but the fact is like he's uh, still a young player. He's still developing. The guy wants to get better. You know, he doesn't he doesn't turn 23 until July. Like he wants to be the leader of this team. He wants to be better. And I said this on local news last night. Like I think that Shea's ceiling is higher than what people are even imagining right now. And it was through this season. And a lot of people kind of got on me that I was – and I wasn't down on Shea. I just kind of questioned what he was going to be. I didn't know. Like if you were predicting this, like you're just a big homer. <laughs> you know, like I don't see – there's nothing that shows that this was coming, right? Uh, he has become a different and better player because it was, you know, over half of his threes were assisted last season. Uh, <laughs> it's It is – it has been a wild experience with Shea and I'm no, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think this is going to be a lingering injury. You know, he's not been walking around in a boot for 10 weeks or anything like that. Uh, I think he'll be back and ready to play once next season starts. And, you know, the hope of the Thunder fan base, the hope of everybody is that they will get some lottery luck. Like we were talking about earlier in the show and they're able to bring in guys that have, extensive gravity on the basketball court and that will change the trajectory of this team and I like Scotty Barnes for all the reasons that you were talking about Draymond Green I don't know that he could be Draymond Green on the defensive end but offensively he's going to contribute um, and I, didn't, I didn't know this until um, Sam Bassini talked about in his podcast but um, he played with Scotty Barnes played with Cade Cunningham in high school which mm-hmm. I think is really pretty interesting. So he's played with like star level guys before, which is just an interesting little tick there for him. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, say that something goes well into the lottery and you get the guy you want. Mm-hmm. No matter where, and you have an extra pick. Mm-hmm. And the reason teams is desperate to uh, retool because they, they have too many big men uh, and... They shop one. And so they call you and say, well, we'll give you back Domas for a number six, five, whatever. And you you already got the guy you want. Would you at least consider it? I would consider it. I don't know. There's weird intel about Domas. Really? There's some weird stuff about Domas, man, that makes me not want to, to do to do something like that well i still i I really (laughs) like him i I think he'd be perfect for shay i think he'd be perfect Mm -hmm. for a lot of things um i don't know i mean it all depends on the evaluations of whoever's there right it all depends on that and i don't know what i really i don't know what their evaluations are if they think but you're already getting back a all-star level center I also don't Death know. Kid. I mean, if you're yeah. in, if you're Indy, do you do that? I mean, I think if if and when Indy fires everybody, they have chosen mm-hmm. Domas, right? Yeah, like that's that's they're they're planting their flag on Domas Island once they fire Bjorklund and everybody else, right? So you say, yeah, yeah. So I don't think I don't even know that's a possibility. Maybe if they're like, man, we. Oh, Actually, doing a little heel turn. We think that Nate Bjorklund's the future of the NBA. We need to, uh, you know, clear clear house with the players. They won't do that, but um, you know, it's an interesting what if. 
I would pro I would I would probably say yes to it. Um but the Thunder are gonna have to feel really good about some things about him that I don't know if I feel good about them today. Well, I really, I really love the idea of having a center that can do everything, included playing pick and roll with Shea at a very, very high level. Because yeah. that, I think, will unlock so many things for Shea. Yeah. And maybe maybe that, that center is not Thomas. And, I mean, likely that center is uh, will not be Thomas. But I really like the idea of a savvy pick and roll player. He's averaging six, six assists a game this season. He's 20, 11, and six. Yeah. He's very, very good. I, yeah. If they could, I don't know. I mean, they do a lot of in league scouting too, so they would know. Yeah. What's sure. going on with them. But yeah, I mean, that would be, that'd be fun. Like, that'd be a really fun team. And you still have Poku on that team who's going to be whatever he's going to be. A wild man. He's going to be a wild man, no doubt. No doubt about yeah. that. Uh, but those stats were extremely interesting. I mean, uh, I I heard a lot of podcasts talking about uh, Shea. Probably we, uh, we already mentioned it in the Dream Team or wherever. But it's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the the three point shooting shooting is I wouldn't say normal because it's not normal. Mm -hmm. um, but there are stars that take the majority of the shots uh as a off the dribble three like Lillard does um I'm not sure if it's 30 percent but it, it will be around that number um he also has better passers so I wonder how that impacts Shea because there is no one that can really pass the ball to him um Harden was at that level Steph can take whatever amount of threes of the dribble um he does the relocation just because it's I mean, again, he has guys that can pass the ball to him. Otherwise, I mean, would you trust Steph to 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 take seventy percent of of his shots off the dribble? Sure. Um, guess what? Guess what? Lillard's percentage is of ass um, assisted threes. I don't know. I would say it's a it's less than Shea, but again, just because it's uh, probably he has better passers. Now. Yeah, forty one percent assisted. Yeah, that's that. That's okay. Again, ten percent. Uh, I mean, I, you need someone who can pass you the ball, mm -hmm. and Shea doesn't have that. Uh, sorry, mm -hmm. Teo. Sorry, whoever. I mean, it's 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 really not. I mean, shit. Lillard has CJ and, and Nurk and and guys like that that can really pass the ball to him. Not Melo, but the others can really pass. Guess Luca. Luca has a low percentage of assisted trees, mm -hmm. lower than Shea, I would say. 23, Around 20, 23%. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Luca takes a lot of them. And he's the at 13% assisted on all shots as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Luca, Luca, he is awesome. Yeah. Um, he's also less efficient, I would say, overall compared to Shea. In terms of oh, uh, without a doubt, metric. he's less ef efficient. Yes, this is why. I mean, I don't know what. What if Shea takes twenty five shots? What is the perception of him, <laughs> dude? I don't. I don't know. I think that I'm, I. I don't know, and that's why I'm so so intrigued. And this is why this draft is so so important. 
is because I think it could unlock that in Shea. Yeah. Like I think it could unlock this offensive powerhouse because the more he's taken on and the more things he has to do, the better he's gotten. And so like I my scary what like where's the limit, right? Where's the limit with Shea? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he hasn't even approached that yet. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like. Like, the, the great players. I mean, this is an old uh, stuff that I already said probably a gazillion times. So I'm sorry if I <laughs> repeat myself. I'm getting old. But stars, what, what makes them what they are is the improvement that they do one season from the other. Look at KD. I remember, I vividly remember uh, when he was injured. OKC got Anthony Morrow and he barely played with him. Then Mm -hmm. next season, game number one, KD features Anthony Morrow shot. Like the the no, um, the the shot where you didn't, you don't bring the ball down. You just, that was something you say, see, that is a player that took advantage of someone else that was on his team and he basically stole that shot and making making it his own. And that was the fade, the fadeaway. It was the passing. Like you could see KD improving every single season. Um, and, and Russ, look Russ after the, um, the finals. Those shots compared to one that he took in his MVP season. He completely changed the motion. He completely changed the way in which he passed the ball. That he became a rebounder. Now, not everything is functional. Not everything is, but but that was constant improvement. Mm-hmm. And look, Harden. I mean, the step back. That is something that was non-existent for him when yep. he when he went into the league. So Shea is doing that consistently. Is year three where you could see every single year improvement, new stuff. I mean, the step back, the side step three. He barely attempted those last season. Barely. I mean, it's um, it's unbelievable. And again, this is what makes Star what they are. And I mean, with Shea, hopes are really high. If he stays that way, great. He's an awesome number two, which is very, very good. It's very good. <laughs> I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the players that are assisted on thirty percent of their threes and less the list is one two three four five that's it the list ends there luca and shay are two luca and shay are two of them james harden this season Mm -hmm. with brooklyn and then there's two other guys it's Giannis and it's trey young the list is over in order of the least to boast and up to 30 percent Luka Doncic, 23%. James Harden, 24%. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 28%. Trey Young, 28%. Shea Gildas Alexander, 30%. List yeah. over. <laughs> can, you, can, you, uh, can you name the percentage of them? Yeah. Do you have them? Yeah, 30%, on those, on a- 30% for Shea, 28 for Trey, 28 for Giannis. No, no, I meant, I meant the the um, oh, what field goal percentage. Yes, are those unassisted three point, threes? What their three-point percentages? Yeah. Oh shoot, not 
not easily. <laughs> I can. Okay, I can, then. I can no, stall. If, uh, if you yeah. can stall, I can get there. So Trey Young is 35% from three. Giannis. Mm-hmm. But oh, just on those unassisted ones, is there a way to separate? Mm, there probably is. I just don't have it on me. We can just go raw percentage then. even. Which because it's a majority of their shots are coming yeah. unassisted. Uh Giannis is thirty percent from three. Mm-hmm. Um Harden in Brooklyn is thirty six percent. And the, here's the thing. We're talking about this group. And then Luca's not Luca doesn't not shoot a good percentage. Of yeah. all of these guys, he shoots the best. He's thirty-five percent. Luca's thirty-five percent. He shoots the best percentage by seven percentage points on threes, and he is in the <laughs> top five for unassisted threes in the league. Yeah, that is. It's that is that. And I'm not saying that, oh my gosh, he's so much better than Giannis. He's so much better than Luca. He's so much, he's not. But here's the thing. Maybe that won't be for long. Just saying. Get better players around him. You have a coach that's implementing a system that fits him well, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to end the pod there. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. You can follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Enjoy your Monday, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Wednesday.